it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome to Bigfoot Society Live. I figured out how to do... um, take live phone calls so let's see i'm going to do this for about an hour we'll see if anyone calls in so if you have any stories to share um anything at all um it's like coast to coast am but with less people watching so um i'll be doing these uh i'll have to figure out a normal rotation for these but pretty cool um if you have any weird stories anything to share about uh cryptids or weird stuff go ahead call the number it's on your screen coming across right now let's see call 515-809-0165 if you've got something cool to share Maybe you're researching Bigfoot and you have something cool that just happened, or you'd like to share an old story or maybe a new story, you can go ahead, give me a call, 515-809-0165. Something cool I'm doing is I'm reading The Essential Guide to Bigfoot. Um, Great book. You've probably heard of it. You should check it out. Um, Also, let me do a shout out paranormality magazine if you haven't gotten this you should get it this this uh issue is great it has cliff barrickman in it i mean cliff from the north american bigfoot center you can't get enough of that and here's another cool thing you should do you should get yourselves a copy of the bigfoot times so many amazing things from this. Uh, let's let's take a look together, shall we? Don't worry, Daniel Perez. I'm not going to. Let's see. So, oh, this is actually the July one. I don't want the July one. Although the July one is great. Here we go. I want October, right? Here we go. <clears throat> so this is what you're missing out on if you don't have the October issue of the Bigfoot Times. Uh, Michigan Bigfoot handprint evidence. So good. And uh, 
some notes on Paul Freeman. So Mike Casey, I see you're in here. Uh, there's a sweet write-up about uh, Paul Freeman stuff. And um, the AI that's being, uh, let's say the process that's being used to clean up the Paul Freeman footage from uh, Cliff Berkman and Connor. So pretty cool stuff. But <clears throat> if you like Bigfoot, uh, you should really pick yourself up a copy of the Bigfoot Times for like 20 bucks. I think it's like 20 something a year. Um, don't quote me on that, but you should you check it out. Again, we're doing open phone lines. Share your story live. Call 515 809-0165. Even if you don't have a story, you just want to say hi, give me a call. I'm going to be doing this until uh, 12 central time. Yeah, that that's right, Mike. The Freeman Files look like a great book. I need to get Mike. All right, his name's Mike, yeah, right? Michael Freeman. I think so. Let me look real quick. Michael Freeman. Thank you. Um, that's a guy I need to get on the, uh, the podcast for sure. Uh, he has got some pretty cool observations and also he's got the way of looking at, you know, growing up in that, um, you know, seeing what happened to his dad and capturing that Bigfoot footage is pretty cool. Um, and I don't think that I think that would be a pretty unique interview. Um, what else do I have going on? I got a new mic. This is cool. If you need a good mic for your podcast, check out the road pod mic. Um, definitely recommend them because, well, they know their stuff and it sounds pretty good too. Um, root do do again, if you have any, Stories or anything to share, we call 515-809-0165. Let me try the mute real quick. Hopefully that worked and you couldn't hear me coughing. You could still see me coughing though because I didn't go fully off screen. So, hmm. Oh. Let me show off some other stuff. Hey, look. It's a poster for the Van Meter Visitor Festival. That's right. You should go every year. Next year is September 30th. I like it so much that when they invited me to be on the planning, the festival planning committee, I said yes, which is amazing. Um, another cool thing that I picked up this year is... The Map in Black, Iowa edition. Sign from Iowa. So let's take a look and see all these cool things that are on the Map in Black. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. 
There's a phantom kangaroo near Otumwa. Hmm. Of course, we have the Okaboji Lake monster. The Ventura Marsh monster, which I believe is uh, some type of humanoid. Van Meter Visitor, of course, we know that one. That's west of Des Moines, west of West Des Moines. Uh, that's the one we all know and love. Uh, multiple Bigfoot sightings, as we know, around the Fairfield area. Uh, that is back in the 70s. I talk about that in my episode about the Iowa Bigfoot Center. Um, the cool thing about Iowa is that there are multiple, there are different uh, mounds, of course. There's the Slinda Mounds, the Effigy Mounds, the Little Makokota River Mounds. That's in the northeast part of the state. Uh, let's see what else do we have that's cool. Oh, there's some haunted stuff too. I'm not super into the haunted stuff, but let's go over some haunted stuff. Uh, of course, in Villisca, which is in the southwest corner of the state, we have the axe, the Villisca Axe Murder House. Not a good time. Um, the Roseman Covered Bridge, which in the Winterset area, Madison County, I want to say that's one of the bridges of Madison County. Of course, it's a bridge in Madison County, but you know what I'm talking about. There's the old, the older movie. Um, the Devil's Chair Union Cemetery that's in central Iowa. I think Chad Lewis has done a video on that. Uh, the Terra Terror Bridge. That sounds just like not a good time. Uh, man, there's all sorts of crazy stuff we've never been to before. There is the Lover's Leap Swinging Bridge over by Jefferson County. Mm, that's cool. An old Iowa State Penitentiary or jail in the lower southeast corner. Hmm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Let me do a, uh, a shout out to the top 10. Actually, I can't, I can't give this away. This is paranormality stuff. But I will say the top 10 paranormal, paranormal podcast for October 2022. Very interesting. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> Lyle Blackburn's podcast, Monstro Bizarro, is in there, which if you haven't heard it, you should really check it out. I think it had a new episode come out today, and I had an episode with Lyle Blackburn come out just the other day. Spoiler alert uh, for those that are watching this. There's going to be a lot more content coming out from Bigfoot Society coming up pretty soon. Um, so hang in there and you'll see what I mean uh, as early as next week. So should be a good time. It, it will be a good time, actually. It definitely will be a good time. Um Again, if you're watching this and you have a story about Bigfoot, you have something weird that happened to you in general, call 515-809-0165. That is the phone number. These are 
open phone lines right now. Um, if you do share your story over the phone, it is recorded for the podcast and definitely for YouTube because it's it's a YouTube live thing. But call 515-809-0165. Hmm, what else can I share with you? <laughs> oh, hold on. Do you like 1980s wrestling? Do you like Macho Man, Randy Savage? Do you like The Ultimate Warrior? Do you like old school WrestleMania? Then perhaps you'll like this. Hmm. This is a Bigfoot Society shirt I had made for the Van Meter Visitor Festival, Swoopamania 2022, starring the Ultimate Visitor, Ultimate Warrior. And, of course, we have Bigfoot as Macho Man Randy Savage. It's a classic shirt. I have a few of these left. If you want to check these out, you can go over to Etsy.com. Uh, search for Bigfoot Society. I've got a few of those. Once they're gone, they are gone. Uh, thanks to everyone that is what that are watching me just babble on. But right now we've got open phone lines. So if you want to share your story or talk with me over the air, you can right now. 515-809-0165. Give me a call. 515-809-0165. Bigfoot Anonymous. If you're watching this, call in. Because I know you're all about calling in. 515-809-0165. Call in with your story. Chat about Bigfoot. Do a little impromptu interview. You know the kind. Hmm. Let me share this. Let me share an older edition of the Bigfoot Times. Because any good cryptid guy that's in a Bigfoot is going to have multiple issues of this laying around his desk. Uh, the July 2022 version of or a copy was all about Freedom Man, uh, Don Moffat. Pretty cool. The thing that I, I like that... Uh, Daniel Perez has started to do is he started to have people that went to different events. Oh, we are getting our first call from Michael Freeman. <laughs> to accept, press one to send a voicemail. Hello, Michael Freeman. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Is this is this the Michael Freeman that you know is like, you know what I mean? The Michael Freeman? Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> like, am I Paul Freeman's son? Yes, sir. Yeah, Is yeah. that what you're asking? Yes, yeah, I'm Paul Freeman's son. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks for thanks uh, for uh, buddy, calling uh, in. My buddy Mike Casey sent me your number, and he said, hey, you should call this show. All right. Yeah, cool. Mike is a good, good guy. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> so I thought I'd call in and, and, and say hi to everybody. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to, uh, to actually – set up an interview with you one of these days um but uh 
man, what is it? What I got? Let's just let's just chat for a bit. So you're out in the Washington State area, correct? Uh, yeah, I'm in Spokane, Washington. Okay, okay, and um, I'll tell you the truth, Michael. I don't know a lot about you because I haven't, you know, done the time to research uh, you before I've, you know, had a. Uh, had the time to talk to you, but uh, are you a Bigfoot researcher yourself, Michael? Uh, not so much at this point, uh, not like a boots on the ground out looking all the time for tracks type of researcher. I'm more of a historical researcher on the blue okay. mountains. You could say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, you know, trying to take all that evidence, you know, from the late seventies to the two thousands that all the people up there found, and uh, just kind of put it together and look for, you know, uh, congruent features and, and try to build a picture of, you know, what I think the population was and, you know, what sex I think they were, things like that. You know, just just trying to, to get a better picture. I love that. Is that um, are you covering that kind of thing in your uh, your new book as well or? Uh, yeah, there's a bit about that in the book um, and, you know, what kind of conclusions I've come to it this point at least you know what i'm thinking you know obviously there's a difference between thinking and knowing you know so but uh kind of what my thought process is on that and you know just like uh taking you know trackways and casts that were my dad's and comparing them with west summerland and, and Dave beat and bill lowry and those guys and and just looking for similarities you know and looking for differences and you know looking to see which ones we think are, are real and and which ones we think maybe aren't real you know, uh, things like that. Um, something people don't, I guess, uh, think about sometimes or realize, um, and it's not something that gets talked about, it is about by late 94, 1995, right? anymore. When they would find trackways, he wasn't even casting them anymore because he had become a lightning rod for hoaxers and pranksters. Uh, um, and they would get reports of casts, and he had such a big network of friends and groups that you know, they'd give reports and he'd go out there and they would find these trackways and, you know, they'd make casts of them or whatever. And, and sometimes they're not good, you know? Mm. Um, and it doesn't mean that the Blue Mountain guys were faking them, but somebody, you know what I mean, was playing jokes and they were pranking around and stuff like that. So about 1994, 95, my dad just quit casting completely. And he wasn't wow. even making casts anymore, uh, you know, which is leads into uh, the story of how Meldrum, met my dad and my dad took him to the five point tracks in 1996 and you know dr meldrum cast those and we get this great trackway or whatever like my dad didn't even make any cast of them beforehand when he found them so but um yeah so you know just looking for stuff like that and and that's kind of i guess my situation right now sorry i i tend to ramble a bit no that's that's great um <laughs> do we we actually have a, a question that's in the comments do you mind if uh we, I bring this in. Um, yeah, go ahead. It, I know the guy who's asking this, so I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, say, hopefully this is a the legit question. Uh, Carrick knows his stuff. So here we go. Um, I understand this is from Carrick from crash course cryptozoology. I understand Dwayne Freeman is also one of Paul's son. Is it true that Dwayne claims to have photographed a Sasquatch or was this a misunderstanding? Uh, Dwayne is my older brother, okay. he's 12 years older than me. Uh, yeah, my brother, uh, took 
multiple photographs on October 5th, 1988, just outside of the watershed, uh, low Tiger Canyon Road. Uh, he was actually with my dad. They were hunting, deer hunting together, and they were about 200 yards apart from one another. So that is correct. And if you haven't seen them, the photographs will be in the book. Oh, that's fantastic. Is there a lot of a lot of stuff that's in this book that is, you know, first time that we've been able to see it? Yeah, uh, most of the stuff in the book has never been seen. Wow. Um, We have over 150 pictures from personal photo albums and evidence catalogs. Some of the stuff has been seen. Uh, Some of the photographs come from, you know, like Jeff Meldrum or Cliff Bergman. You know, courtesy of them, I have a couple that are courtesy of the state of Bob Tippett, you know, things like that. Uh, but most of them are from personal photo albums, um, pictures no one's ever seen, pictures of tracks and casts and broken tree branches and hair samples and things like Bigfoot, like my brother's snapped those photos. They'll be in there. And then I also have uh, about an hour of audio recording of my father speaking and telling a story in his own voice that no one outside of me has actually ever heard. That's amazing. Um, and that's going to be included in the book as well. Uh, and we're going to have some video footage that no one has ever seen. Uh, that's going to be in the book and that's going to be stuff like, you know, him talking to David Bean or, uh, Roger Thornton or one of those guys, or they're looking at tracks they're following tracks in the snow, stuff like that. Uh, just footage that was shot that was never released. Um, and of course, uh, some new enhancements of the Freeman footage from D-Duck Spring in 1992. So the first question I have is, and I can guess how this is going to work, but you mentioned that there's going to be new audio uh, and video in the book. So how is that exactly in, going in to the work? Book. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're going to have scannable QR codes okay. on the pages of the book. So you can just scan that with the camera of your smartphone. I'm sure you know how that works. Yep. Um, and then it's just going to pull up that audio or that footage. You can just watch it, you know, right on your smartphone. No DVDs or anything like that anymore. So technology is finally getting kind of cool. That's amazing. And that's through, uh, you're going through Hangar One Publishing with Doug Hycheck, right? That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, Doug is is uh, he has figured out a very cool way uh, to do that. So get on yeah, hand for that. Uh, it's it should be cool, you know. And uh, another thing, you know, I mentioned we have all these pictures, uh, the, the photographs in this book. They're, we're talking like full page color glossy photos. Wow. Um, so That's yeah, awesome. so it's a large coffee table style book. Okay. 200 pages or so. Oh my yeah. Gosh. So we're, we're going to do big, bold, full page color, like AI enhanced photos on glossy paper. Um, so it, it's going to be big and bold and, and, you know, I mean, at its heart, it's, it's, it's an evidence catalog, mm. you know, for 15 years of research basically. Um, and then with the story of a man kind of wrapped around in it as well. And then I have some really good contributors like Cliff Berrickman and Jeff Meldrum and oh, cool. of course Doug Hycheck, but yeah. uh, Tom Powell, Jonathan Summerlin and oh, wow. uh, Dark Glasgow Addington have also written, mm-hmm. you know, chapters for the book. Um, and uh, Dar Addington, this is the first time she's ever done anything public with Bigfoot. So that's great. Um, yeah. That's really cool that I was able to get her on board. Yeah. I heard, um, uh, 
I've heard some some great stories about Dara. I'll I'll leave it at that. But she sounds really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dara is lovely. Her name is not well known <laughs> enough. I mean, it right. should be because she's a legend. I mean, an absolute legend in the Bigfoot field. Um, and happens to be, you know, out of the Blue Mountain researchers and that group my dad was a part of. She's the last one that's exactly, yeah, which um, is huge. She has really good information. And one of the great things that Dar has, and it's something I've included in the book, is she has highly detailed field notes mm. from trackway investigations. Oh, wow. Um, dates and times and who was there and what they did and what they looked at. And so that's, that's something I've included. Uh, in the book, that's that's part of her section, and what she wrote is, you know, these these detailed field notes of looking at tracks. Uh, something I want to ask you, you know, yeah, yeah. Or uh, sorry, I was I was going to ask you. Um, th- there seems to be so there's a big focus on your father's footage right now. Um, a yeah, lot of different areas. Popular right now, it's yeah. very popular. Um, there can you talk at all like there's there is a um uh i want to say there's a few people that are trying to uh make the footage uh enhance it using different means is that anything you can talk to or uh yeah we we're currently enhancing it actually doug hijack has been okay. enhancing it for 20 years really wow <laughs> you know and, and oh, technology is, is finally starting to catch up you know, a little bit. It's you have to remember, like that footage was shot on eight millimeter digital magnetic tape, which is pretty much the worst thing that's ever been made. <laughs> I mean, it was convenient <laughs> at the time, popping the camera. You know what I mean? But it's terrible. It's interlaced. It's I mean, you know, there, there's just all these things about it. It's like 400 pixels or whatever. You try to like zoom in on it, and it just blows the pixels up. It, it was not a good format, you know, that I would have much preferred it been shot on like 16 millimeter film. Mm. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then we could have actually done something with it. Yeah. it the, the format that it was shot on has made it very, very difficult to get really, really good enhancements on it. And so, you know, Mr. Hitech has been enhancing this thing for about 20 years. They, they've been working on this. Um, and there's parts of the footage that are rumored to be there, but nobody's ever really known for sure. Um, hint, hint. And like, uh, wow. we're just now getting to the point where I feel comfortable actually showing them. Um, and so, you know, that's going to be something that's in the book is this other part of the footage and the people that know these rumors, they're going to know what I'm talking about immediately. Um, and if you don't, you'll be surprised. So that's awesome. But, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's a little something else that's in there that most people don't know about. And I think we are finally to the point where we can prove it. Um, A a lot of, and yes, I'm talking about a baby. If you don't know the rumor. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's amazing. I'm super pumped to see that. There is something that always comes up when people talk about your, one of the things that come out, comes up when people talk about your dad and I'm, I want to ask this question and I'm going to, so everyone is, likes to say the, Oh, there he goes line. People like love that. Um, is that just like, you know, thinking back to, to your father, is that just the way that he, he talks like his normal intonation or, um, sorry, my, my son. Oh, you're uh, good. You're good. Having a late, 
he's having a late night, so if he's loud, I apologize. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way my dad talked. Okay. If you knew my dad and you were familiar with him, there's nothing in that video that's like out of the ordinary, you know, the, oh, there he goes, which is, you know, kind of funny in hindsight because um, we are, and when I say we, I mean me and a couple other people, Doug Hycheck and, and Jeff Meldrum and, and Cliff Bergman and a few others are pretty much in congruent agreement at this point that it's a female. Hmm. Uh, that that's that's in the footage for a few different reasons. Um, so the oh there he goes. I always think is kind of funny because you know at least you know biologically speaking he's misidentified in sex. Uh, but yeah, I hear that if I had a dollar for every time somebody said that to me, I wouldn't have to write a book. So <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but it is nice that you are you are writing a book for well, sure. No, I, I would still do it anyway. I mean, no one's getting rich off of a book about Bigfoot. Let me tell you what. But, um, I mean, it's my dad's book. He made these audio recordings that we're going to use. And I have about seven hours of audio. But, of course, wow. we have time limitations and material limitations. So, I, I, I'm going to use about an hour of it. But he made the recordings uh, in private because he was going to write a book. Um, and that, that was the intention. And, you know, he passed away before he was able to do so. But uh, I'm going to do it for him. And, mm. you know, basically what I'm putting out is it's his book. Um, I just have a, a very small part of it. Oh, that, that's, that's so awesome, Michael, that you're able to, you know, continue your father's legacy and, you know, wrap things up the way that, that it should be now that we have the technology to do so. It's well, very cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're trying to, and unfortunately when it, when it does come to my dad, we have, um, a lot of misunderstanding, and there's some mystery and there's some rumors out there, you know, due to a few things yeah. uh, that aren't correct. And so kind of what, you know, I'm trying to do and, and a few other people are trying to do is, is clear up those misunderstandings mm -hmm. and those rumors mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of get people to um, look at the evidence and not listen to hearsay or like rumors, you know, but let, let's take a look at the evidence. Let's judge it scientifically. And then let's make a decision on whether or not we think this is real. And, um, you know, I have a habit. I have this thing that I say, and I say it every time I get to speak somewhere and I'm trying to drive a point home, but I, I like to say that like in this business we're in, which is the business of Bigfoot and it uh -huh. is like we're in the business of evidence. We're not in the business of listening to rumors and hearsay. Uh -huh. Show me the evidence, show me its scientific value. And let's move forward from there. And when you look at the Blue Mountain evidence, not just my dad's, because there was a lot of other people. You had Bill Lowry and Dave Bean. And, you know, they were, you know, Bill Lowry was a scientist and game warden. And Dave Bean was a professional tracker. And Wes Summerlin was a professional tracker. And you had Grover Krantz in that group. And, you know, he's the smartest guy in that room. But uh, yeah. the evidence that was produced out of the Blue Mountains, not just my dad, but the whole Blue Mountains as a whole, it's some of the best footprint evidence that's ever been found. Um, and it has anatomical features that are congruent with evidence that's been found all across, you know, North America, Canada, Alaska, uh, for a number of years. And there's all these similarities and things that they were finding they're seeing that they're still finding and seeing now that we saw in the Blue Mountains in the early 80s. Um, and I wish more people would just like, you know, take a look at the actual evidence you know, because I mean, all in all, you know, when you, when you get down to it, you know, like 
regardless of what you think Bigfoot is or where you think it comes from or what its origin is, you know, cause there's a lot of disagreement on that. I think that in the hunt or the research to prove its existence, I think everybody should be working together and there shouldn't be infighting and there shouldn't be jealousy and there shouldn't be all these things going on. Um, And I'm going to give you a quote from an unlikely source, but there's a man named Eric Bettjord. He's no longer with us and I'm sure you know who that is. Yep. Um, But he gave a quote to Vance Orchard in 1995 when Vance Orchard wrote an article for the Waitsburg Times. And that quote is, when you devote your entire life in search of something and you don't have much luck, the easiest way to keep your name in the headlines is to become a skeptic of your own peers. Um, And I just want everyone to remember that. And that uh, in in the search for Bigfoot, I think it should be like a a group effort that moves forward. Um, And that there's just, there's too much bickering and fighting and, and disagreement and all this stuff and jealousy going on all the time. So Regardless of whether it's my dad or it's Patterson or it's Renata Hinden or whoever, let's look at the evidence and let's judge it that way and let's shut off all the things that people had. I love that. And that's that's what we we try to or I'd say myself, we try to do here with Bigfoot Society is try to get the community to uh, to kind of work together, you know, but uh, yeah, if you go over to well, yeah, and everybody should be working together, Hell yeah, you know, and, exactly. And I brought up like, you know, Mike Casey, he's the guy that told me to call it. Right. You know, and, and he kind of befriended me, he reached out to me a little bit and, and uh, we started communicating and I have all this information and knowledge and locations and stuff for the blue mountains of finding evidence. And I'm sharing it with him and I'm sending him out there. Like, let's go find it. You Amazing. know what I mean? I want someone to find it. Because if someone proves this, we're all going to win. You know, I, I exactly. mean, everyone's going to win since the 50s. That's it. We're all going to be right. Um, and so I'm not sitting on locations or evidence. I'm not hiding that kind of stuff. I'm not keeping a secret. My father's map, uh, which is very important, which has a lot of highly detailed information on it. Um, and it's in the North American Bigfoot Center. It's on display there. But I'm putting like detailed close-up pictures of it in the book with captions explaining what all the symbols and everything mean on it so people can read it because i I want people to find evidence like you know let's go let's go prove this thing exists like because they're real you know we just we just got to get the proof so uh using the the map that's in that book could people pretty much go to the actual like the film site of the the Freeman footage or, or what do you oh, think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, you, you know, you can look at that and uh, you know, his map has like every, not just his sightings, but all the sightings in the area, you know, for about a 10 year period, it has all the tracks that were found, possible beds or nests, things like that. Places where he thought they might be going to spend the winter. Um, just lots of information wow. like that, you know, and if you do look at that map, it's pretty much the map is itself is pretty much what led him to get the footage of Edux. Because if you look at the map and you find Edux Spring and you start reading on there all the, the sightings and the evidence and everything that's taking place there, like that, there's something about Edux Spring, right? Mm. And that place just like emanates like Bigfoot sightings and Bigfoot evidence, and it just goes from there and it radiates out um in in these areas uh but yeah you can look at there and and we know like certain things based on 
the map, like, you know, there's certain areas I can say like, oh, you know, at the end of April, beginning of May, when the morel mushrooms start to pop up through the ground, you'll start finding tracks on Black Snake Ridge. Oh, wow. I know that because this map tells us over a 10-year period, go there, not when they're fully up, but when they first start coming through the ground, go there, you know. Um, and so this is uh, anyone who's listening in the area, <laughs> you know, hint, hint. But, uh, yeah, and so this is the kind of stuff I'm sharing. And I'm sharing it, you know, with the book and, and with a few other people, like I said, Mike, you know. Right. And, um, you know, I, I live a couple hours, you know, north of Walla Walla in, in that area at this point. Got all these children at home. <laughs> and, and Good for you, stuff. though. Kids are great, man. You know, but, you know, um, I guess my part is, you know, like I was saying, you know, kind of that stuff and getting the information out and looking at all this evidence and drawing conclusions. I guess that's kind of my part in the, the Bigfoot world and research right now. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. I love that, Michael. Man, I'm, I'm excited to, to pick up a, a copy of this book for sure. But, dude, thanks for, for hopping on. And, uh, man, this is this is great. This is great. More people need to to hear about this book coming out. But thanks so much for calling up, Mike. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for taking the call. And thanks for Mike Casey for sending me a text message and saying, hey, these guys are really cool. Call this number right now. Uh, awesome. So that was cool. And I'm glad I got to talk to you guys, uh, for a minute. So feel free to reach out. It's, uh, anytime if you have any questions or you need anything. Well, do Thanks, Michael. All right. You guys have a good night. See ya. Hey, well, that was pretty awesome. Uh, that was of course, uh, Michael Freeman, the son of, uh, you know, Paul Freeman who, uh, captured the, uh, what we know as the Freeman, uh, footage. Um, very good. Uh, good chat. Um, so Mike Casey, thanks so much for, for passing on the phone number 515-809-0165. Um, if we got 10 people watching, this is great. If anyone's got any, you know, a story to share or anything like that, uh, feel free to give the number a call. I'm going to be on this for about 15 more minutes. Uh, cause I said I was going to do 11 through 12 central. So yeah, uh, definitely going to need to check out the, um, Freeman Bigfoot files. Uh, you can get this over at hangar one publishing.com and dude, this looks, I mean, I'm just going to read, Oh, we got a call. Hello, caller. Awesome. You're Jolie. All right. To accept. Hi, caller. Uh, you're on the air. Is this Joe? Yes. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, and where are you calling from today, Joe? I'm actually calling from New Jersey. Oh, perfect, perfect. So, uh, what what's going on, Joe? What would you like to share? Uh, let's see. So, about. Eight years ago, uh, me, my ex, and my then one-year-old son, we were going to spend a night. Like, I live uh, probably about 15 minutes west of New York City. Okay. So, we were going to go spend the weekend in the Poconos in Pennsylvania, oh, right yeah. past the Delaware Water Gap. Mm -hmm. And we were, it's about maybe like 45-minute drive, so... 
we're driving on uh, Route 80, which is like a interstate highway. Sure. And while I'm driving, I just needed to go to the bathroom. So we, I see this maybe like just before the Delaware River. I see a sign that says scenic overview or right. overlook. So I was like, all right, let me just go up there, go for a bathroom break. <clears throat> so uh, we pull up and then it goes up about maybe like half a mile up the mountain. And once we pull up there, there's like a parking lot. And then there's like a kind of like a cut field that you can see over like into the Delaware water gap. So the scene was like really nice. So uh, my son, his mother, we got out of the car just to kind of take in the scene and just kind of, you know, play for a few minutes. Yeah. So <clears throat> while we were playing and then uh, we got back into the car and then I started the car and I realized I had to go to the bathroom. So uh, I run down into like where, like the edge of the woods is. Okay. And then, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not a camping person. I actually grew up by New York city. So like, I'm not really like, I'm kind of afraid of the woods, but so I kind of like go in maybe like three or four feet into the, uh, the woods where, you know, if somebody pulls up cause there's no bathroom. So if somebody pulls up, they wouldn't see me kind of peeing. Uh -huh. So yep. I'm standing there and I'm, I'm like facing the woods. So the Delaware water gap is to my left at this point and the rest of the mountain would be to my right. And it's kind of like a, like a long pee. So, um, I'm <laughs> gotcha. peeing and I'm looking, I'm looking into the woods and a tree kind of caught my eye cause I actually do some gardening. Okay. So I see a tree that's like really wide on the bottom. Okay. And it goes out into like the two branches go into like a, almost like a perfect V. So I'm like, Oh wow. I'm like, that's an interesting tree. Like I'm just thinking to myself. And then I look where the two branches meet and it's like a, you know, like shaded. And I see like, how do you, like a triangle. And I, I'm thinking to myself, like, like I do gardening. So like, usually when things grow, they grow into like these, right? Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, why is there a triangle there? And it wasn't like a triangle, like, uh, like the pyramids, but it was more like sloped, like okay. wider. Like if it was like a wider base triangle. So I keep staring at it and I'm like, why is there a triangle in the middle of the tree? And the tree's probably like, 50 60 feet from me but it's like dead straight because i when i was peeing i looked dead straight into mm -hmm. the woods and that's what was there so i'm looking and i'm like why is there a v i keep on thinking to myself like i never seen a v i mean a, a triangle come out of a tree like that and then literally like a rustling of the wind from my right from my right to my left and like a little streak of sun comes by and on the left branch, it looks like red hair. Really? So then I'm like, 
I get like, a, I don't get spooked, but I'm like, that's kind of weird. You know, like, yeah, I was actually like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's like, there's only black bears in New Jersey. Sure. So I'm, so I'm like, you know what, maybe I should just kind of start walking forward to look at the tree. And then oh. I look up at the parking lot and I realized that I left my car open. Oh no. And I have an infant child. <laughs> oh no. My, you know, his mother. Yeah. <laughs> so it would literally be like, like if, if it's something behind the tree, if it sprinted up the hill to the left and I sprinted up the hill to the right to the car, it would be almost like the same distance. Oh yeah, dude. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just going to back off. I'm just going to go into the car. Yep. So then I get yep. into the car. I just tell his mother, my son's mother, I go, I go, I don't know. I go, it sounds weird, but I go, I think I've seen like a Bigfoot maybe. And she kind of is like, wow. whatever. So we go to Poconos and then, and this is probably like October-ish because it's like a, like a fall time. Sure. So then, you know, for some reason, I'm like, I can't get it out of my mind. So I went back the next weekend by myself <laughs> to the same area and, uh, and I go to the same spot, but nice. I can't actually even find that tree. Really? It's like, not there. Yeah. I, I couldn't find the tree with the, with a triangle. I couldn't even find the tree, which had like a big base and had like two even like, uh, branches. So then I'm like, I don't know. I get a little bit spooked. Mm. I couldn't see it. Maybe I'm in the wrong spot, but like, I exactly know where it is. Cause it's exactly the location, like called scenic overlook, like right by the Delaware yeah. river. Okay. So then I actually go back the next weekend and I can't find it. So ever since then, wow. I've just been like, so like the only thing that I could actually just kind of like rationalize to myself is that when me and like my son and his mother, my ex, like, you know, we we're playing like a little music. She was smoking a cigarette. My son's sure. kind of like very boisterous. And I almost kind of feel like it was kind of like, like squatting down and holding onto that branch. Mm. And I think in the shadow that might've made it look like it was a perfect V of a tree. Like almost like if a big tree got, like if there was a tree that got struck by lightning, let's say, and then the two branches grew sure. out like perfectly like that. Wow. This is, so then, cr this is a crazy yeah, so story. The only thing I can rationalize, literally the only thing I can rationalize is that it must've been holding onto that branch, squatting down mm -hmm. and maybe observing. Sure. Like, oh. oh yeah. But the thing is like, that's a very, I guess it's gotta be a, a decently popular, like there's not a lot of cars at all, but you know, I almost kind of like rationalize it. Like it's like a movie theater for them. Well, that's the thing. You know I mean, mean like, they like to, you know, watch humans. They like to watch humans do weird stuff. And if they know there's a spot where these weird metal things are going to pull in and humans are going to come out of them. Yeah. That's like the movie theaters for, for Bigfoot. You're right. Yeah. And the thing is, I almost feel like, like, like when I ran out of the car, I had to go to the bathroom yeah. like pretty bad. So I just kind of like sprinted down. <laughs> so like, I don't know if I just kind of happened to catch it still there, but 
like I cannot rationalize because like when that sun came from my right to my left and the left side branch had like, it was like, not like red, but it was like Auburn or like Mm. almost like, you know, like when you see like redheads, like people, you see some like orange haired people, but you see like almost a dark redhead hair people. Sure. Yeah. It was almost like that color. And it almost seemed like it was kind of like long, like, like, uh, that's wild. Like I could, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like it was coming, like the hair was coming up and down on the arm, mm. like, or the branch. And the thing is, I'm thinking to myself, like one, there's nothing red, like there's black bears. That's the only thing I know about Jersey. Right. Right. And so like, but the weirdest thing really was like, I had like almost a sense of calm, like where I was like mm. standing there and I was looking at it. And when I looked up at the car, all I could vision was like, if I keep going forward, like, I have a feeling that things are going to go up there. Like that kind of like, yeah. I don't know if it was like they were telling me that or I was just like, I want to get back that. to protecting. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, the weirdest thing is like, damn, I left that door open. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. And so like, I just remember backing off and like the whole time I'm thinking, like, I kept telling my son's mother, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm going to go back there next weekend, mm. <laughs> like by myself. You know what I mean? And like, now I even have yeah. like, yeah, I even have like a Google photos of the location. Nice. Like of that. You know what I mean? So like, but yeah, that's like, I don't know if it sounds a little crazy or not, but no, definitely basically not. Basically, like what I saw, and the thing that's weird about the triangle was, it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like a like a pyramid kind of sharp angle triangle. It was more like obtuse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, gotcha. Like it would it'd be like a really broad triangle. Oh, that's interesting. So like, yeah, Joe, yeah, thank you. Like it was like a yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. This has been like super awesome. Have you ever shared the story, this story with anyone else, like the BFRO or the Bigfoot Mapping Project? No. So, oh, wow. So, after that happened, after that happened, I, uh, I'm a track coach. Okay. So, I worked at a summer camp in Princeton. Oh, sure. And I had to live in the dorm. So, I was like researching like Bigfoot. And then I noticed that like that county, they made like a show. I don't know. Um, Maybe finding Bigfoot, maybe. Yeah, probably. Probably was finding Bigfoot. Yep. Yeah, but they actually had done an an episode like right in that area. So then, like while I was researching, I see like Sussex County. That county had mm-hmm. like a ton of like mm-hmm. like sightings in that area. Oh, yeah. But so then, like while I was researching, I found uh, a channel called Sasquatch Chronicles, mm-hmm. like a podcast. Yep. So then the guy Wes, I emailed him like once and then like I never he never got back to me. And then over the like I even told my track team about this. You know what I mean? Like, um, but 
No, I never talked to anybody about it. You're the first one. That's why, like, when I saw you, I saw the number. I figured I'll try to give you a call. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing, uh, calling in, sharing live with everyone that's uh, that's listening and that will be uh, checking this out tomorrow. And, uh, Joe, it's been a, a great chat with you. If you have any other weird stuff happen, uh, definitely, you know, um, if this uh, if this you know, if I'll, I'll do lives again. If, if you, know, you can always call in again, or you can send an email to Bigfoot society at gmail.com. If you have other weird stuff mm-hmm. happen, or if you have any stories down the line, but uh, thanks for so much for calling in, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, dude. Uh, you too. Bye. Well, all it's been a fun night. Uh, I'm going to stick to my promise, which is, uh, it's it's about 12 o'clock. It's the midnight, midnight time, Central Standard Time. And for you East Coasters, it's 1 a.m. It's time to get to bed. But uh, it's been a fun first episode of uh, Open Phone Lines, uh, Bigfoot Society. We, we heard from Michael Freeman, uh, the son of Paul Freeman, talked about his uh, upcoming book, The Freeman Bigfoot Files from Hangar One Publishing. I uh, also to- got to talk to Joe about his Bigfoot sighting uh, at a uh, rest stop in New Jersey by the Poconos. Very cool. But uh, Joe, I really appreciate you uh, uh, sharing this uh, for the first time live on the show. Very cool. Uh, those listening and watching to this, if you like uh, what you saw, Make sure that you subscribe to this channel, uh, like, uh, of course, share it with your friends, and uh, I'll be doing these. I think these are going to be a good time. Uh, but uh, again, I'm just going to shout out a few people that were here. Uh, Mike Mike Casey, of course, crazy night. So cool. Thanks so much, Mike, for, for telling Michael, asking Michael to call in. That was awesome. Kevin Morrison, awesome night. Uh, man, yeah, to have Michael Freeman come on, very cool. I got Carrick from Crash Course Cryptozoology. Ben Awesome, Jeremiah, thank you so much for doing these wonderful show. Check out Crash Course Cryptozoology for amazing documentaries to do with cryptids. You'll love it. And of course, Joe, uh, thanks for listening. Hey, always here to listen. Thanks for sharing, man. And of course, uh, we got Mr. Michael Freeman. Thanks for letting me ramble on. It was a pleasure and an honor uh, chatting with you, sir. And I hope to be talking to you uh more in the future but i'm going to go ahead and we're going to close it down uh you can always watch the replay of this on the bigfoot society youtube channel make sure you subscribe to that and i have a podcast where i interview people so check that out bigfoot society at your uh preferred podcast player itunes all that good stuff um (laughs) thank you carrick that's really nice binge and check out bigfoot society podcast other episodes before you look at yeah you could do both at the same time. Two monitors, yeah. Uh, but thanks all for hanging out. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, tap the bell icon so that you get notified when I do these again in the future so you don't miss out. But uh, have a great night, all. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or 